Big Rick Podcast. The best of the biggest interviews from Big Rick in the Morning on iHeartRadio, Apple, or Google Podcasts, or anywhere podcasts are heard. See more info now at onairwithrick.com. All right, on the Goober 95.1 hotline this morning, we welcome Michael Paris, who is the keyboardist for the American rock band. You might remember them, OAR. Uh, they had a string of huge hits over the early to mid 2000s. Uh, probably one of my favorite bands of all time, too. I'm not just kissing up, I promise, Michael. I've been a big fan of your guys' music for quite a long time. But uh, you've got some endeavors outside of OAR, and we're going to touch on those in just a moment. But tell me, uh, the last few years, what, what what have you been up to? What, what, what have you been out doing, and, and what's what's going on with you? Well, the last few years, yeah. I mean, other than, other than touring uh, as much as possible with the guys and traveling all over the world, I have been working on solo stuff and... I've uh, been. Uh, I've always, I've always been writing throughout the process. Anyway, whether I'm um, was performing in the show Stomp or uh, traveling around Europe out of college or or playing with uh, the OAR guys for the past 14 years. 14 yeah. years. Wow, it's been it's been 14 years now. Jesus. <laughs> um, and and so along the way, I just started experimenting. Number one with um, a different approach to playing the acoustic guitar that I call guitar drumming. And Stomp sort of inspired me to look at instruments and the world in a, in a different way and to experiment and explore. And so I, mainly being a piano player, I try, I, I've developed this uh, style that holds the guitar flat and I sort of approach it as if I'm playing the piano or Interesting. a drum. Yeah, so I've incorporated that into a lot of my solo stuff. One of those things being my tune track history through music show. And, you know, one of the motivations, too, for this guitar thing was that I always felt as a keyboardist I was sort of trapped behind the keyboards. Um, and I always envied the guitarist's ability to move about. And so I was, I was looking for a way to play the guitar in my own way and I broke my left wrist. The one season I went out for soccer in high school, broke my left wrist and I've always just had difficulty playing guitar in the normal fashion so yeah I started experimenting with that and so when I go out and film these episodes of of Toon Trek which is my history through music show it allows me that flexibility to take an instrument with me that I can go and perform in these historic landmarks that I discover and, and explore and every now and then I'll get lucky and one of them I have a have a piano um uh, antique piano, a chickering or something in it, and I'll get to write a song on piano. But I would say ninety percent of the places I visit, I need I need that guitar. So yeah, well, I'm thankful uh, that I've figured it out. Yeah. So look, before we start talking about Tune Track, I mean, yeah, uh, we'll explain what it is in a moment. But obviously, it's going to cover historic landmarks through you know pictures, video, and uh, songs. Uh, th- these are. Uh, landmarks that you've maybe discovered during your time with OAR, would that be correct? Or just a combination of many things? Yeah, it's, it's a combination. It's, it's some places that I've discovered while traveling around the country mm-hmm. at this point. But it's also, it's also places that when I see what the tour schedule is for the band and where we're going, then I'll start looking at opportunities to explore a city or a town in a fashion that I hadn't done before. And I, I've kind of, you 
know, you, you as a musician, you hopefully you, you get to travel a lot, mm-hmm. and you wind up going to these cities often. And I, I just realized that I was getting a little lazy. I was getting a little complacent about motivating myself to, to go out and explore again. I was always an explorer from when I was a little kid, with going out to the woods behind my house and you know, turning up that rock looking for some new salamander or something. Yeah. I, hadn't just, I was always, it, it, you know, kind of a little bit of a loner and exploring nature. And, and so I was looking for some, some motivation while I was on tour as a musician to sort of force me out of the hotel room, force me off of the tour bus, and, and really explore these cities and towns. Um, Lesser-known places, places that ne- aren't necessarily the... the, the places that all the tourists go to, um, you know, more of like a local place, a hidden gem. And so it's, yeah, it's a combination of, of, of that idea of, okay, well, I remember going or walking by this historic building, uh, when I was walking to the venue once and let me go back and, and, and explore that place or, okay, I'm looking at the tour schedule. All right, we're going to be in, you know, Lexington, Kentucky or, Louisville, I actually, when we performed there, I, I was fortunate enough to be allowed to go into the Louisville Slugger Factory. Oh, yeah. And it's a great got place. A private to- oh, man, it was so cool. Yeah. Got a private tour in there and was able to write a song and, and film it in the factory using the machinery as part of the rhythmic texture, which is something that I started exploring, which we can talk about when we get kind of deeper into what Tune Trek is all about. Yeah. Did, did they give you a, a bat when you visited there? I made an official Louisville Slugger Tune Trek bat. And nice. Yeah, I have it. I've just been setting up my studio. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, that was so cool. And, you know, I got to watch the process of how they set up the plate. I basically tracked the creation of the Tune Trek Louisville Slugger bat from, from the beginning to the end. Yeah, and so that's part of what the episode does is it sort of follows that journey of the of the wood into the finished product and yeah yeah that was really special. So Very on the special. big re- and, and, oh sorry I didn't mean to interrupt you there go, go ahead no go, go ahead. ahead no go ahead go ahead you go you go. So on the Big Rig Podcast, I've got Michael Paris, uh, keyboardist for the band OAR. He's talking about his docu series Tune Trek. You just heard that story about the visiting the Louisville Slugger Factory which is just simply an amazing place. I've been there a couple of times. Um, <clears throat> but let's let's explore your series Tune Trek. And it's by the way, it's already gotten some love. It's been on a couple of PBS stations. I believe I believe you've got a pilot in the works to be shopped to networks so that, you know, someone might pick this up. I I could imagine us being on like um I don't know, like A and E or uh Home and Garden Television. That that and believe me I'm not dissing them at all because I watch that network all the time. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's pretty cool. Uh, I, I love the the um, these the you know you've got a storyline for every every episode. You're trying to show lesser known historic landmarks through uh, various forms of media, including pictures, videos, and original songs. So, tell me about how you came up with this idea and and what and how this all got going. Good question. Again, it kind of ties into that. That idea, like I was talking to about a little earlier, where I, being an adventurer, being mm-hmm. an explorer as, as a young kid, and, and feeling that I, 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 I had stopped doing that as an adult to some degree, and I wanted to force myself to get out and have these adventures again. And 
I've, listen, I've always been uh, excited about photography. I got my first camera when I was eight years old, and I was developing black and white film. And so I've always loved that idea of capturing a moment through the lens. And then I always was fascinated and became more interested in the medium of, of video and integrating that with music. And I've always been excited about architecture. Uh, you know, when I was a young kid, I was, it was music or acting or being an architect or being a pilot. And I was trying to find some way to combine all of those ideas. Mm-hmm. And Toontrek succeeded in combining most of them, which is pretty amazing as I look back on it now. And I, I basically seven years ago started formulating this idea of how can I combine all these things and, and who, who inspires me as a content creator and, you know, what shows am I watching? I'm, I'm watching, you know, Anthony Bourdain and oh, yeah. his, his style and He's watching inc- surveillance. He was yeah, an that, he was an incredible, incredible. storyteller, incredible, incredible storyteller, and yeah. and how he would tie in so so many other facets. It's not just food; it's about where he is and and talking about history and the people mm-hmm. that he meets and um, Survivor Man, you know, Les Stroud and and his insistence to do everything on his own, uh, which has been something that has been prevalent with with me for some reason or another. Just how much can I do by myself? You know, how, how far can I push myself before I really need to ask for help? Yeah. And Les Stroud, you know, he, he, he went out there and, and he sets up all his camera angles and brings his harmonica and he didn't incorporate music. And I know that he was also part of writing the music for that show. And, and he was a big inspiration and live at Daryl's house, uh, always was a Hall and Oates, Hall and Oates fan. And, um, and his, sort of unique take on a show that's music and integrating guests and then sitting down at a table and bringing a chef in and everybody just eating and talking about music. And so I was being inspired by all these different shows and people. And I was like, let me, let me take, let me borrow these, these ideas and, and, and see what I can develop on my own. Literally, I just went to the park by my house and just was like, all right, well, I'm going to trek to the park, and what would that mean, and what kind of shots am I getting, and what am I talking about, and, and what is the music? And originally, um, I, I didn't start out writing a song for each place. I just would go through my library of songs that I've written as a solo artist and say, okay, let me, let me play these three or four songs yeah. at this spot and see which one sort of connects there and which one sounds the best. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm always looking for places where the acoustics are going to be, you know, really interesting or good or, or unique to that place. I try and look at these places that I visit as sort of a, a mobile recording studio. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, like I said, I did, I did the show Stomp for many years, so I try to incorporate stomping at these locations as the rhythmic backbeat. And, you know, I'm, as I'm walking around taking a tour with an historian, I'm sort of keeping tabs on well, this wooden floor in this room sound actually sounded really good, and the acoustics in here were good. I'm going to do stomping in that room. Yeah. And you know, and then this area, you know, holy crap, this this setting behind me, me was is perfect for me to play the guitar and sing the lead vocals in this space. So I kind of treat different rooms as different 
elements of a recording studio so that the way the song sounds in these places is unique to that place and and sometimes I'm left alone in these places the the historian will give me the tour and then they'll be like all right well we'll be next door you know at the um, historic society and just take your time and all of a sudden I'm alone in these places that are 200 300 years old singing a song that maybe no one's ever sung in that place before you know at the top of the Obsequian lighthouse in Atlantic City no one ever took a guitar up there and sang a song you know and mm -hmm. and that again talking back to me having this urge to do something for the first time to be you know innovative and unique and pushing myself to do that it it makes me feel good i guess that yeah all right i was the first person to sing on the USS Olympia and <laughs> In, in Admiral Dewey's yeah. quarters in Philadelphia, like yeah. I, that was no one else sung in his quarters on a you know on a guitar like that before that that and and thinking about all the history and the, the moments that were sort of recorded in those walls and the ceiling and the floor and the space it's just it's really magical for me to just be in there and and to be even before the episode is edited and shared with the public just that experience for me personally as an artist as a musician and you know, trying to be a filmmaker, content creator, you know, that's magical for me. And, and, and meeting the people that are so passionate about preserving these places is, is something that I wouldn't have the experience if I hadn't forced myself and pushed myself to, to create something to get me out. Yeah. be out exploring and adventuring again. Sounds like you've uh, you've created a way to connect in your own way to these places that you're visiting by creating a song for each place. Absolutely. So yeah. it was, uh, I was probably about three or four years ago, I was uh, connected with Canon, and they were being supportive of what I was doing, and, and uh, they wanted to film a documentary about my process and how I do this and what am I doing and to inspire other people. Uh, and they they posted four episodes up on their learning center, Michael Paris, um, Toon Trek, and it was this docu four part docu series. And I realized for that episode, that was sort of the turning point for me, where I pushed myself even further and said, "I've got to write a song for the Papa Hughes Institute in College Point, Queens. How do I incorporate Papa Hughes in, into the lyrics of a song? Like it's challenges like that that I really." I'm excited about because as a songwriter, you know, my inspiration for lyrics, sometimes that was, well, most of the times I would say that's like the last thing for me. I would, you know, I'd come up with a cool bass line or a rhythm or a piano progression or, and, and writing the lyrics and, well, what is this song about? What is the topic about was sort of always the most difficult for me. That yeah. was, that was the thing that I really had to like uh, figure out and, and think about a lot have it percolating in the back of my brain as I'm walking around doing other things. With this project, it's all there. The, the, the history of the Papa Hughes Institute, I'm, I'm just reading about it online and looking for inspiration in the story and in, and in the words and the phrases that I'm reading. And it's a really different and unique way for me to write, to write music and to write lyrics is for a place to be the inspiration. And, and, and it's, been really eye-opening for me and expanded my musical vocabulary, I have to say, you know, in really, really cool and interesting ways. So 
hope that answered that question for you. I, yeah. I tend to just go off on tangents. I'm sorry, Rick. No, no, it's all good. I, I love I yeah. love the storytelling that you're giving us right now. Uh, while, while you've been talking, uh, I have been paying attention, I promise, but I've also <laughs> been watching the video that uh, you sent me uh, of, okay. of, of one of the documentaries, and, and I, I can't really tell what the place is, but it looks like you're in a house. Uh, tell oh, us Sedoni about Mansion. Yeah, Sedoni Mansion. Okay, well, tell us about that story because uh, it sounds like there, there's a lot of nostalgia in this place. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, just old like artifacts and and things that people used to use are all in this house, along with the nostalgia of the house itself. Tell us about what that episode was like and what it was all about. Yeah, Sedoni Mansion in 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 Mount Dora, Florida, not too far from Orlando. It was just one of those places, those roundabout places that somehow this person connected me with this person and that person. And then this person was like at this historic society. Oh, I know this, per- these, this couple that's renovating this, this old house, this old mansion. And maybe that would be a great place. And, and so I connected with them and they were like, yeah, we, we, we'd love to have you down. And so it's this, it's this beautiful, beautiful house mansion uh, from the late 1800s, and basically this guy, uh, Lachlan, was in a lot of different industries, but he was in the railroad industry, and he he was looking for a... He would go down to Florida on hunting expeditions, basically, and was sort of kind of looking for this perfect place to build for his wife, and and he just came upon this land by this lake, and was like, this is this is the most beautiful place I've ever seen. And built this beautiful mansion. And it, um, you know, at the time, it had it had all these latest conveniences. It had all these new inventions. And you know, it had an elevator. It had it had a this a plunge pool in the basement. It had three basements in Florida, which I guess is still kind of not the norm for Florida. And it used to be hundreds of acres and a lot of outhouses, and uh, the the owners were just very gracious. And and Amy just spent you know two days with me and walked me around and told me stories and and it, and we sat on an old an old swing on the yard and I talked through the song with her, which is something that I like to try and do is sort of talk to the historian about here's the lyric ideas that I've come up with now you know, fact check me, make sure that I'm saying everything correct and that I'm not, I don't have any inconsistencies or errors in the words and the phrases. And she helped me with some stuff. And then I discovered that she was a singer. She was, she was an artist as well. And I convinced her to sing on the spot. And we came up with some harmony parts for her. And then you see her at the end of the episode, um, just, Sitting in, sitting in the in the back and, and singing along with the song, which was really exciting for me, and was also a moment where I realized I need to have more of this. I need to I need to start inviting guests and artists, musicians, um, create anybody anybody creative that can contribute some something to the song and, and and that moment. And so I started making a list of all these. You know, as a musician, you meet a lot of people on the road and. I've spoken to a bunch of people about uh, being guest artists in upcoming episodes, and I'm super excited about that. It's it's an evolution, Rick. It's like over the years, you know, I 
you, you add this little element and I get a new piece of gear and I get yeah. a, I get a steady cam and I get a drone. And so I'm slowly like adding these little bits and bulbs of, of new, um, accoutrements, accessories or whatever, or even just ways of shooting or I'm going to start doing this type of camera angle because I saw it in this movie and I was like, man, that would be perfect for some scenes in these upcoming tune tracks. And, um, so, so Donny Mansion was, was also sort of an experimentation for me of having a second camera person with me. Um, the, the, the two hosts, I, I do this thing called house track. House track combines an intimate house concert with the filming of a tune track. I so, saw that on your website. I was going to ask you what that was. That's, that's really yeah. cool. Yeah. So, a host will bring me in, and then we'll research together a, a local historic landmark that either they maybe visited as a kid or mm-hmm. they drive by all the time and always wondered what the place was like, or maybe it's a place they've never heard of, too. And they get to have a cameo in the episode, so they come to a day of filming a tune trek with me. And in this case, um, Mike also teaches at Full Sail University, so he... he is a talented and skilled camera person. And so he's like, I'm going to bring a whole bunch of gear with me. And I'm like, great, let's talk about this, doing it as a two camera shoot where I don't have to do everything by myself. You know, I I can have you there getting additional types of shots and handheld stuff while I'm doing this. And so that was a really fun experiment at Sedoni Mansion of having this, not doing everything by myself, having an assistant helping me get different types of angles and different types of shots. And then, you know, the house trek then concludes with a party at, you know, at the host's place, and I play songs of mine, and maybe I'll show some Tune Trek episodes and um, do a couple OAR songs and some covers yeah. and just have, like, a celebration for people that really want to just listen to music and celebrate, celebrate it, you know? And, and there's no... There's no fighting over getting people to focus or concentrate, and I just like that intimate, that intimate vibe. And it's so I, it's been a um, that's what I'm doing. Uh, in in the end of next week, I'm going to do three weeks v- in a did, row. Did you say Vienna, like the Vienna? Hmm. <laughs> no, no, I don't think. The, the, I don't the, think I meant that if I said that. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, well, I know there's a Vienna over. Is it Austria? That's that's yes. what I was thinking of. Did I say Vienna? What I think uh, maybe I misunderstood you. I'm sorry, brother. That's okay. <laughs> I have no, I have no idea. It was that was free associating, and words were just spilling out of my mouth. Yeah. Well, hey, um, I don't remember. I, yeah, I have a I have a tune track idea for you. Okay. You oh, hit me for? up. All right. So here in Bowling Green, Kentucky, there's a house that uh, John Carpenter grew up in. I don't know if you're familiar with that name, but John Carpenter created the Michael Myers movies. And yep. there's a fictitious sanitarium that's in that movie. Well, that was actually something that he uh, developed from growing up here in Bowling Green, the Warren County Smith's Grove Sanitarium. Ooh. And maybe that's a place you could visit. Maybe a little Halloween twist for you. What do you think? Yeah, I love it. What's it called again? The It's the Warren County Smith's Grove Sanitarium, which uh, is the fictitious sanitarium in the Michael Myers movie Halloween. Yeah. Yeah, uh, scary movie, and I've I've yet to do like an old sanitarium. You know, one of the things I do like to try and do is like is visit places that are 
different yeah. places that I've been. And I've always wanted to go into one of those, those old sanitarium, crazy hospitals, whatever. And, I mean, talk about what the walls have absorbed there. Jesus, you know, the, the stories. <laughs> I wonder what that song would be like, you know. Yeah. Like, is it a happy song? I don't know. Maybe it's, who knows. But that's a great idea. I've just put it down on my list. Yeah. Of TuneTrek potential filming sites. Just uh, just Google um, John Carpenter Bowling Green, and, and, I mean, there's all kinds of links. I'm sure, I mean, they, it, you could go to that place or probably several other places here in town, but I know he grew up in a house here that's, I think, is considered a historic landmark now. So, I huh. mean, th- there's some options there. So just throw that idea out there. And if you do come, please hit us up. We'd love to join you. <laughs> of course. Yeah. That would be great. I love, I love having um... – I love having people along for the adventure. That would be really fun. You're talking about John Carpenter, like John Carpenter's the thing. That same yes, he's like the yeah. considered the master of horror. Which oh my is, god! And yeah, he's incredible. Horror is one of my favorite favorite genres as well. In addition yeah. to like sci-fi and fantasy and all that, I love I love the horror genre. Another idea I've got for you up the road from us, a couple of hours. I grew up in a town called Evansville, Indiana, and I think you might have come through there years ago. I can't remember. Yep, I remember that name. Um, there's the old Willard Library, and it's been featured <clears throat> in documentaries, and and uh, I think it's been on a, a few of the you know bigger networks over the years. You know they've done some features on it, but uh, yeah. you know word is is that there there is a ghost of Willard Library, and it will like close doors and knock books off shelves, and it's still a functioning library by the way. The the city still has it open. It's amazing. They actually have a camera in there that. Tr- tries to to catch the ghost and and there's there's been a couple of videos that have come out where they think that they've seen it. So ah, okay. another idea and and it's a, it's like a 200 year old library. I mean it is old. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at it right now. The Willard Library. Yeah. See exclusive video interviews and content now with the Big Rick in the Morning YouTube channel. Subscribe now at onairwithrick.com. And, and you know this part of the country, not not just Kentucky or in Indiana, the Midwest in general has a lot of the old Victorian homes, and I mean, there's just such a rich history with historic landmarks. Uh, one other factoid for you: I don't know if you knew yeah. this, but Indianapolis, which I lived there for quite a few years, did you know yeah. that Indianapolis, Indiana, has more monuments per capita, only second to Washington D.C. So there's all kinds of historic landmarks just in that city alone. <laughs> that is crazy. Yeah. You know, interesting fact, one of the very first Toon Treks I filmed back in 2012 was at the Union Station in Indianapolis. Yes. It's and closed down. To... Yeah. No. Or wait. Okay. I, I thought they closed that down because they built a new bus station and a new Amtrak station, I believe. I think it's still open to, like, walk through, but I don't think it's functioning anymore as a transportation center or anything like that. But I remember riding the the, uh, Greyhound bus for my grandma's up to Indianapolis as a kid and getting off at Union Station, even back in the 90s. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful place. And there's that, the head house, which is the the, the huge, large space there they let me in and, Mm-hmm. I sang a song up on the balcony, and they were telling me stories about that place where there, there was actually um, some uh, some apartments in that Union Station. There was a there was a gentleman that lived in there and had this huge sprawling apartment, just crazy to think about. Um, 
but that yeah that was one of my that was my first place. Indianapolis is so cool because they have that whole enclosed walkway system. They do, in Indianapolis, yeah. right for the winter time. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and 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 a lot of them go under the older bridges downtown. So it's really interesting to walk through all that iron or that steel or whatever it is they use to build those. It's so old. Uh, they yep. can't they can't even paint it because it's so rusted. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's that's just, crazy. Indianapolis, yeah, that has that the the the. What is it? White River Lawn. Yeah, w- we, White River we, State Park. The the amphitheater. Yeah, we play there. Yeah, we play there every year. It's absolutely beautiful. I know I've old, seen you there. <laughs> I know I'm sure I you have. have. Yeah, I'm sure you have. There's an old uh, there's an old pump house. Yep. Uh, yep. An historic pump house that's right there too that I've thought about filming at. Um, they use that for offices and stuff. But yeah. It's pretty. It, yes, you're right. There's. That's I had no idea about that factoid, so thank you for sharing that. Yeah, so I mean, if you if you want to do uh, a, a ton of episodes in one spot, like make it like you could have a mini series, Washington D.C., Indianapolis, Indiana. I think New Orleans is like right behind Indy as far as monuments are concerned too, because uh, of the Civil War and stuff like that. They they did build a lot of stuff down that way. And then what was the capital? Of the South during the Civil War, what what was that city? It's escaping me. Oh, um, I feel like I'm in Richmond, I'm Virginia. Ah, oh, there we go. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Richmond. They also have a ton of monuments. So, yep. um, yeah. Anyways, I haven't, I've, I haven't filmed in Richmond. Uh, I was just in New Orleans, and I, I, uh, I, I connected with the Preservation Hall mm-hmm. uh, folks down there, and and that place is amazing. And yeah, it's on my list of places to film and to incorporate some of the jazz musicians that are part of the preservation hall band in the episode. And I'm really excited about that. Um, yeah. we'll, we'll see. I mean, I, listen, there's, you know, there's endless places in America to film at. It's gonna, It's, it's, you know, I'm never going to run out of exciting and unique different places to film an episode at, which is exciting to me. And, and not even, not even ex- starting to expand and explore other countries. You know, I mean, I, I don't have enough lifetimes, uh, to film, but you know, then you're talking about some crazy <laughs> old places, you know. So, right. <laughs> and and I've I've toured I've toured Europe quite a bit and and overseas and you know, I, 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 listen, small steps, right? I'm gonna right. It's like and and listen, I was I was this is my country. I was born here, and I, I you know I it's it's fitting that this is where I this is where it started for me this this journey of filming this project and. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then it's like, you know, I would love to be one of the first filmmaker musicians with a show, you know, writing a song and performing in orbit around the Earth or on or on the moon base or or, you know, heading to Mars in the in the first passenger, whatever like that. You just talk about frontiers and, and other. I mean, I would I'll write a song from Mars. I'm down for that. Yeah. Yeah, that that. That would be interesting. That's for sure. <laughs> it certainly would. Yeah. I don't know if that would be a one-way trip, but you know, we'll see. Yeah. Well, uh, you, you're going to be heading out on a tour. It looks like with this tune track too, based on a lot of the music you've developed for this. Tell us more about that. The tour, yes. The tour begins next Thursday. It's the 24th, I believe. I'm going to be going to my home state of Connecticut, and I filmed at a couple locations in Connecticut and. I'm going to be going uh, to uh, East Hartford and working at the East Hartford Historic Society. They've got this park that has three 
historic buildings side by side. They have an old schoolhouse, an old blacksmith shop, and then a, a 18th century house. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be my first stop. And then I do a house concert in Glastonbury with a couple friends of mine. And so the song, for me, like just quick, talking quickly about the song, I, I got this inspiration of what a, what a cool visual of being able to just look at this one little plot of land and to see like this snapshot of history, you know, these like, like how, how people lived, how people worked and how people learned, um, you know, 200 years ago, 300 years ago. And it's all right, right there in front of you. So I got this idea of sort of writing a song about a snapshot of a moment in time. And then I sort of got that little phrase and that, that just like, all right, everything else sort of filled in after that. And, I'm trying to figure out exactly how I want to storyboard it. I, I don't try and plan too much. I don't like do a complete storyboard for each episode, but I, you know, sometimes I like to at least sort of map out my route. Like, okay, I'm going to start here and I'm going to go to that place and then end up here. Um, so I'm really excited about that. And then I drive to so, hey, Ohio. Uh, uh, yeah. are, are you like me? Are you like the dad that MapQuest? Where, like, if, if, hey, I need to go to Walmart uh, out of town, uh, I'm going to map quest it. Are you like me? Do, do, you, do you do that for everything? Um, saying <laughs> if I don't know where I'm going. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just having a little fun. Uh, my, my kids, they make fun of me because everything we do, I have to, like, I, I call it map questing, but really I just pull out Google Maps and I yeah. have to, like, draw out a plan an itinerary, even if it's like going to the grocery store, and, and they hate it. They absolutely hate it. <laughs> an itinerary. I don't go that. I don't go that far. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I remember. Yeah, you could like. I remember. Yeah, map. Yeah, we would print it out on paper. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't. I, I don't go that far. You. You beat me on that one. Yeah. But, you know, I'll. I'll I've. I've been using Waze a lot, and it, it seems to help. And. and yeah. Uh, I love. But, you Waze. know, you get. Ways is great, and then I still want to know where I'm going, so I'll still, you know, because you never know. You all of a sudden you lose signal, and and uh, and now what? I, it's like I'm screwed. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, I'll 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 try and have an idea of where I'm going. And, and, yeah. But I don't I don't print it out. Um, yeah, I do. <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. Listen. Yeah. If it works, you know. If it works, stick with it. Yeah, absolutely. So, so then I'm going to historic Oberlin which I'm really excited about. I've never filmed in Oberlin, Ohio. And I got connected with the Oberlin, Oberlin Heritage Center, and they were pretty excited about having me come. They have multiple places, and I'm going to go to this place called the Monroe House, mm-hmm. which is a um, 1860s house that basically everybody, everybody that lived in this house were like strong proponents for anti-slavery and equality of gender. And it got me thinking about, in addition to just people having those ideals, what if it was a place that also inspired people to have these ideas? Yeah. So the, the song became about like the Monroe House, um, you know, being a place that inspires equality. So were they? Then, were they the? Uh, what was it? The abolitionist, right? Abolitionist, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yep. the Underground Railroad and stuff like that. Yep. 
and there were yep, and a Civil War hero, and um, one of the gentlemen that lived there like served with Lincoln, and it was just this. It was a unique place for me. Again, that's part of how I choose these places. Is like, you know, what is the story, and what is inspiring me the most right now at this moment, and um, this this story seemed to inspire me and. You know, it's about like the bricks and the wood and the walls of this house and how they somehow make you feel a certain way. And, yeah. and so the lyrics just sort of started pouring out and, and they have a they have a uh, antique piano there. So I've been writing the song on piano, which is always awesome, like I was talking about before. Um, and then I do a uh, house track at um, what's it called? Oh, man. I think it's the red, not red dog. Oh, I see. This is me not being prepared. Um, there's like a music retreat in Oberlin. The oh, man. See, now I need to. Uh, now I need to find it. Um, is it red dog music? No, you know what? I'll I'll find it and I'll I'll, I'll slot it in at some point. Um, so it's a. It's not technically a house concert, but the host. It's River called Dog. it's called River Dog Retreat. Thank you. The power of Google. <laughs> I know. I was trying to do it as I was talking. Yeah. So it's it's a house concert type vibe, but it's at this sort of retreat and venue, and they have um, a couple different spaces for for people to come through and perform. But it's really like set up as listening room, and 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 people go there to really listen to the music. And so the host thought it would be a really cool spot for me to actually do the house concert portion. And I'm going to stay there in one of their their old houses that they have sort of in these 22 acres, I think, properties. So I'll be there for like three or four days yeah. hanging out in nature, which I'm really excited about. I'm looking at the pictures right now. It, there's nothing more Ohio than this place, that's for sure. I know, it's, right? It's beautiful, but it's also very Ohio. Very yep. Ohio. <laughs> yeah. I'm excited to be and I think it's going to be inspiring for me just to be there, and I'll probably write a bunch of stuff, too. Wow. So that's that's the Oberlin vibe. You know, in Oberlin, as you, know, as you read more and more about just history when, I'm, when I do, looking at these places and discovering and being reminded that the Oberlin College was, you know, the first college in the United States yep. to accept students of all race, creed, gender, you know, color, all of that, which is just inspiring and amazing. That's part of the story, too. And then I'm going to head down to Harrisburg, North Carolina, just outside of Charlotte. That's going to be the, the third and final stop. And the host down there was the first thing that she talked about was this Reed gold mine, which they claim and they say is, is the first discovery of gold in the United States. And, and I think, and that was, I guess, a surprise to me. And, and I've been looking at the the history and researching it, and that's what their claim is. And I and I, I and other people have said that, so I I'm going to believe it, for the sake obviously of of the story. And I've never filmed a tune track in a mine before. I I filmed in a cave uh, outside of Salt Lake City, which was friggin' awesome and unique. Yeah. I always wanted to go down into a mine and, and figure out how am I going to film that. And and the story here, you know, is obviously this is where they discovered for the first time in the United States and mm-hmm. um, in it's an historic place it's been around for a long time and they're going to give me a tour of that place and I'm, I'm 
I'm going to start writing the song for that today because I, I just sort of finalized the Monroe House song. This has been one of those unique times where I really had to, I really had to get these three songs written and prepped before I left for the first location. Um, and one of the things that people have asked me, and I'm, I definitely want to try it at some point, is is not even writing the song before I get to the location. Like, like maybe having an idea and knowing all the history and some of the stories, but why not try and push myself to write the song in the, in the moment? As I'm, on t- as I'm taking the tour with the historian, I'm sort of coming up with lyrics and, and the melody, and I think that's still down the road a little bit, and that kind of freaks me out um, because, you know, I you want it to be the best, and you want what you're putting out there to, to be, you know, perfect for the place. Um, but I think that at some point that's going to be a fun thing, but I'm not going to do that for the for the um, Raid Cold Night. I'm definitely yeah. going to come up with something <laughs> that's um, unique and interesting and, and, and feels like, listen, I try, to, I try to approach these songs from different perspectives. Like as I was talking to you about, like, you know, the Monroe House and talking about it being the place that inspires this. Sometimes I'll, I've written a song as if, as if the lyrics are the, are the place talking. You know, like an old tavern, and it's the personality of the tavern who is actually singing the song and, and writing the lyrics. So I, I try to like sort of shift perspective and and change the angle as part of this experiment, as part of this sort of evolution for me uh, of a writer, of you know getting out of out of the comfort zone and and, and exploring different ways to create. Why not? Yeah, you know, I, I I've never been that type of person that. I can just that wants or is comfortable doing the same thing every day, and I need that sort of regularity in my life. Ever since I was a young, you know, probably since I was born, I just I, I wanted every day to be different, and I wanted to always have unique and different experiences. And this is this is part of that for me. It's so I'm big, excited. I'm really excited about this. It's like yeah. three week run where it's just all I'm thinking about and focused on for these three weeks is Tune Trek and filming and there's something about being in that creative mind space where sort of nothing else it's just you're you're hyper focused on creating and it's really exciting for me and then i go right into uh the fall tour with the oar guys um starting in huntington new york so that's going to be like a really fun transition for me too to go from this tune track tour and then now i'm just keyboards, percussion, backing vocals, you know, and, yeah. and focused on that. And so it's going to be a really good uh, end of the year. I'm really excited. Well, this sounds uh, fascinating. I, I'm going to be following you along on uh, social. I followed you on everything. I can't wait to see how this turns out and how it develops. Um, I, I will say real quick, and I'll edit this out before I post the podcast. I am running yeah. out of time. I've got another yeah. interview c- coming in here Absolutely. in about five minutes. So I apologize. I, told you I just talked. I know. I just talked. <laughs> no, 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 talked. no. You, you're perfectly fine. I, I love what you've had to say in this, but uh, I'm going to wrap up here and then I'm going to give okay. you a little time to plug uh, you, wh- where they can find all this and how they can follow you. And, uh, and then I got to run if that's okay with you. <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Rick. Appreciate uh, it. On the big. On the Big Rig Podcast, Michael Paris, who has been with the band OAR for many years. He's doing his thing with Tune Trek and House Trek. You've heard him just describe uh, all the, the, the fascinating projects he's doing right now. I can't wait to follow you 
Michael Paris, on 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 all this journey you're about to go on. Uh, so tell the the listeners real quick where they can follow you and kind of follow along with how this develops, uh, and also uh, maybe you know give a shout out uh, to some other uh, historic sites that you want people to go look at and and kind of just follow the story and all that good stuff. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, across all social, you can follow me um, as Mike L. Paris, all one word, mm-hmm. Mike L. Paris. Uh, you can also find me, MikeLParis.com. You can go to Toontrek.com. That's all one word, Toontrek, T-R-E-K.com. And, no, I'm sorry, no, it's Toontrek.org, actually. <laughs> MikeLParis.com. And... For this, yeah, for this upcoming tour, I'm going to be posting as much uh, content uh, every day as I can, so you can follow along and, and check out my adventures, see the people I meet. Um, I'm going to be in East Hartford, Connecticut, and then I'm going to be in Oberlin, Ohio, and then I'm going to be down in Harrisburg, North Carolina, just outside of Charlotte. Okay, um, and hopefully you'll make it to Bowling Green at some point. I mean. <laughs> Listen, absolutely. I've only filmed in, like I said, one place in Kentucky. So you gave me some great suggestions, Rick, and let's let's make one of those happen. And you can be you can be my guest. You can come along for the adventure. Heck yeah! Uh, by the way, we're just forty five minutes north of Nashville, so maybe we can make our ah. way down that way to the Lower Broadway. <laughs> Perfect. I might. I actually might be in Nashville this uh, Sunday and Monday. Okay. Um, possibly. Um, Mark Mark has a solo show in Nashville on Monday at the City Winery. Oh, I love so, City Winery. I love yeah, that place. So I might I yeah. might surprise surprise him. <laughs> show up nice. Yeah. Okay. Well, Michael Paris on the Big Rig podcast, man. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Uh, you know, I, most people when they're associated with it with a you know a major band like OAR, they only think that you do that. And there's so much more that an artist, a true artist of music, of, of history, uh, they, they get out there and, and get involved with things like what you're doing right there. And I just admire you for following your intuition and being an adventurer again. This is really inspiring. And uh, I can't wait to see you go along this journey. And uh, I'm already a fan just by talking to you, man. A great job. Oh, and I wish you nothing but the best. Thank you so much, Rick. Thank you for having me today. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the Big Rick Podcast. Remember to subscribe on iHeartRadio, Apple, or Google Podcasts, or anywhere podcasts are heard. See exclusive video interviews and content now with the Big Rick in the Morning YouTube channel. Subscribe now at onairwithrick.com.